Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Do you remember when you were a little kid and days seemed to take forever and you'd have summer vacation and it felt like you had so much time and it just went on and on and on for days and days, weeks felt like years and you felt like a completely different person by the end of just a two month break. And then you become an adult and suddenly it feels like there's not enough time for anything that you want to do. There's way too much that you have to do and you just never have enough time. It seems like time speeds up and you hear from your parents when you're growing up, oh, enjoy it while you can because the days just get shorter and shorter and you blink your eyes and a year has gone by. And now that I'm older, I've definitely noticed this phenomenon for myself. And I wanna talk about what it is that makes time speed up and slow down so that we can maybe get ourselves a little bit more time to enjoy right now while we're here. So something that I've noticed about time is that whenever you're doing something that you hate, dread, or don't wanna be doing, or you're procrastinating and avoiding something else, then it seems like you're kind of trapped. Like time is going so slow, you have so much time that you need to fill with doing other things, But then when you look back on it, it's like it happened in an instant. And you're like, where the hell did that time go? Another thing that I've noticed is that when you're doing something that you love, that you're just really absorbed in, it seems like time stands still, that you don't even really notice that it's passing. Like you can go through a whole day and go, oh my God, I forgot to eat or drink. And now I'm so tired and exhausted and I'm ready to go to sleep. But you feel at the end of that very fulfilled and you can look back and go, wow, that happened so quickly. But when I was in it, it felt like it was plenty of time. It felt like I was expansive in that moment. So it seems like there's indications as to how emotionally we experience time, what's going on. And it seems like when we're happy, when we're really engaged in the present moment, if we're, you know, really involved with a person enjoying a scent, a texture, a flavor. Um, If you're painting, this is the one that always happens for me. If I'm working on art and I really get into that zone, it feels like there is no time. There's just the communication in the moment. There's the feeling of a paintbrush in my hand and the pressure on the canvas and the textures and the smells. And There's so much time to think about what's happening next. And it also feels as though there's no time at all. Like it's just communicating back and forth with me. And I've noticed this in conversations with good friends, in conversations with my husband, and even moments playing with my daughter, that in the moments where I'm really there and we're enjoying what we're doing, time is expansive. And then yes, at the end of those moments, I can look back on the day and go, wow, we did a lot. Wow, that went by quick. (laughs) I want to do it again. And why is it 
do we think that we have such an experience of time taking a long time as a kid and then losing that as adults? What happens there? So now that I have a kid, it's like my own personal science experiment where I just ponder what's going on and what I observe in her life and how she's experiencing things. And it makes me think about my own experience and go, hey, was it like that for me? What am I seeing happen here? And could I replicate it in myself? So welcome to my brain. (laughs) I want to be able to experience life more fully. And I see that my daughter is definitely doing that, where if she's drawing or writing a story, she doesn't want to be interrupted. She gets so irritated with that. And I said, okay, that's a common factor. I too get really irritated when I'm interrupted and I'm in this creative flow. What happens when we're in that? What is it that we're experiencing? I watch her um, sit and she has her colored pencils and she's coming up with a story and she might not even notice that I'm there until I start talking to her. So I've learned to just be quiet and let her be in that zone. And she's picking out colors or she's coming up with a whole concept and storyboard essentially. And she'll just be drawing and flipping pages and doing the next thing and smiling and looking at it and adding more details. And I think that kind of is what's happening with us when we're really engaged in our life, when we're doing a creative project or a business project or a relationship project, and we're emotionally invested, present with it, it's going well, and we're not in our mind somewhere else. So what I observe with my daughter in those moments is she's not thinking about the TV show that she watched last night. She's not thinking about her conversation with me this morning. She's not worrying about anything in the future. The only thing she's doing is being there with her pieces of paper, her crayons, her pencils, and she is coming up with a story and getting it out of her onto a piece of paper. And when she's done with it, then she's wanting to share it and she'll come over and show me and like, okay, this is a story. You're going to think it's so funny, mom. And it's great. And she's there. She's not in the future and she's not in the past. And I think that's probably the main secret to having more time is that if you're not in the past and you're not off in the future, then you're actually here and you get to enjoy the moments that are here. But our minds really love to spin off into other places, other times. And that's where we start losing time and we get to the end of the day and go, where the hell did it go? So some of this is, you know, feeling like we don't have our shit together. We're like, oh God, I have this endless list of things that I need to do. Why do we torture ourselves with that? And I don't have, you know, the answer, the key to life on this. I just have noticed this is what we do. We think, oh my God, I have so many things, so many things to do. (laughs) Why am I not doing them? Why aren't they done? Why don't I have help? So part of it is just that we accumulate the list, this idea of all of the things that have to be done that only we can do and that we're not doing them well. And I personally feel that so much of it is this added judgment that we throw on top of it. So it's not just that we have the list of things to do, it's that we feel bad if we don't do it fast enough or if we didn't do it good enough or if we didn't get enough things on our list done. That torture is so unnecessary. And then you look to children who haven't really picked up this habit yet 
and you notice how free and innocent they are. And we describe it as this innocence and in a way it is, right? Like they don't have all of these worries and we go, oh, how, how nice it must be. They don't have these worries yet. We'll try to keep it from them as long as possible. But what if we looked at it the other way and thought, God, how could we inherit some of this innocence? What if we could also not be so burdened by all of the things? Because, you know, just as when you're a kid, yeah, stuff needs to get done. Your parents tell you what to do. You show up, you have to do it. There's some resentment, but you get through it. You clean your room, you brush your teeth, whatever it is that you're avoiding at that particular moment. But then you're on, right? Like you're over it, it's done. And now we're off to do the next thing. Maybe, you know, we got ready for bed, it's bedtime, but now we get to read a story and then it's time to sleep. And then, you know, like life just keeps rolling. Life keeps rolling no matter what your perspective is on it. Mm. So let's return to that thought about time racing or time slowing down and some ways that we can help ourselves out because I find time, oh, it feels more stressful, more burdensome, heavy, and oppressive when I feel like I'm racing against a clock, like there's something I should have accomplished already that I haven't yet. And this is the quality that I don't see in children. Like they don't really have that yet. Nothing has been put pressured on them that they have to get something done, you know, until they get into their middle school years where they have deadlines on projects and then they start going, oh no, I didn't do it. I have to get it done on time. How much of this stuff is true? I guess that's the questions that we need to ask ourselves. So yes, there's daily maintenance, things that have to get done, bills that need to get paid, responsibilities that need to be met. But our attitude about them seems to be what makes the difference. I think a kid would approach any, I have to do it with, well, of course it'll get done or I'll have help. There's not the agony of, I'm the only person in this and I have to do it all myself. Or if I don't do it properly, I'm like a horrible person. You just don't really see that in really young kids who have all of this time, it seems to me that joy makes time more expansive. Joy lets you have so much more awareness of what's going on. It's having interest in what's going on around you that gives you more presence, more time in which to experience the world. Now, I have certainly noticed that I'm capable of being very busy, but still feeling like I had a lot of time in the day. And a lot of that comes from not having any worry or heaviness about what else I need to get done, but focusing instead on how appreciative I am of all the things that are getting done as they're happening. So it's a shift in focus for me from being like, oh God, I have to do so much to like, whoa, look at how much I got done already. I wonder what I can do next. <laughs> I'm not always capable of holding that amount of optimism and joy and awareness about my own state of thought and state of emotion. But when I am, absolutely, I can get very many things done in a day. And just by choosing to do something and just doing that one thing, that also really, really, really helps. When I get caught and I have to do 15 things and I try to start all of them, I find none of them get done. And that leads to getting to the end of my day feeling really shitty. And like, I didn't do one, I didn't do as well as I could have at any of the tasks. I'm disappointed 
that I only finished what I did or that I haven't completed anything. And then I'm stressing still, like I'm still in that mindset of there's 15 things. I'm still juggling them all. I'm still worried about how they're all going to come to a conclusion. So something that's really helped me get more time and have more sense of expansion about my time and ability to enjoy it a lot better is to, instead of saying, I need to accomplish all of these major goals. I've started categorizing things a little bit differently where I say, okay, I'm going to work or focus on this section of my business today and then just hit go, right? Like, okay, great. Pick something and just do it. And I try not anymore to stress about what that thing is that I choose to do. I just dive in and get to play and say, okay, great. Like for today, I'm recording podcasts. Awesome. So I'm just going to do that. I'm going to have a wonderful time with it. And another day I'll say, okay, this is the day for editing and, you know, getting podcasts ready to go out into the world. Or I might choose, okay, it's a great day for newsletters, or it's a great day for gardening. Maybe it's a cooking day, whatever it is. If I choose that, that's the focus, I can just dive in and go. And while I'm doing it, I know that I'm doing the right task. I'm no longer agonizing over, did I pick right? Or am I doing it right? I think pulling that judgment out actually lets me do so much more. And it's been kind of remarkable because I can get to the end of my day and go, wow, you know, I got through three or four hours of focusing on this task. I had a really great time. And then there's still so many more hours of the day. So then I just went and said, okay, what's another block that I have? Do I have an hour or two hours? What do I want to work on? Do I want to work on taking a course or working on the course that I run? Do I want to work on fitness? Do I want to go do something fun with my family? Whatever it is, I'm learning that it's okay to just wholeheartedly go for it and set aside everything else out of my brain. Now, learning how to do that, (laughs) that's a subject for a whole nother podcast. My gosh, how do I do it? That's actually a really good question. (laughs) I think a lot of it has to do with just recognizing that I want my time and I want my life. So when the thoughts start coming up like, oh, what's going to happen with this and with that? A thought that I really try to return to and understand and believe in is if I take action towards what I want to accomplish, what happens from that isn't my responsibility in a way, or it's that's not my business. My business is doing and taking the action towards what I want and how it unfolds and how other people take it and whatever happens. I don't have to worry about that part. That's not for me. If it was, I'd have it written down in a task. And if I want to be really ridiculous about it, then I'll just put it on my list, which is like agonize over like existential drama is pretty much what that would look like. And I look at that and go, yeah, you know what? I just, I don't want to do that. (laughs) So I'm not gonna, I'm going to be more like my kid. And she doesn't agonize about this. You know, if she wants to draw for five hours or go swimming or whatever she wants to do, she's going to do that. And then after that, she's moving on and life is good. And she has all those memories because she was actually there for what she was doing. She wasn't swimming and agonizing over existential drama about how I might read her book or she might not finish it later, not even in her brain. So I'm trying to learn so much from her about how to just enjoy my life and let time expand for me rather than constantly chasing it as though I need more. The time we have is the time we have and we can, we can choose to enjoy it. And I really want to choose to enjoy mine. My friends, I hope that you are enjoying your time. I hope that you are taking a moment to just 
do what you want, do what you love. If you have a lot of things, a lot of burdens, stuff that needs to get done or that you're worried about, I would invite you to try making out a list, not of like the five gazillion individual tasks that you think you need to accomplish, but maybe categorize them and say, all right, I need to make some forward progress in this area of my business. And here are three things that might help with that. I want to make some progress in my relationship. And here are some ideas on what I'd like to do with my partner, just ways that I can have fun. I want to improve my education. And here's what I'm going to do that might move me more forward in that direction. And then just look at that block and decide which one is important right now and say yes to it. And it's not that you're saying no to the others. Like whenever you say yes to something, you are saying no to something else. That's totally okay. Say yes to something, be there for it, enjoy it, amaze yourself with what happens in those moments, in those hours that you just dedicate to that one cause. And I'm telling you, like you're going to surprise yourself because not only will you get so much more done towards whatever that category is, but it automatically seems to make the other categories feel better. When you turn to them, you're like, oh, hey, it's this one's turn. It's not so hard when you just have just a category and not not the weight of the world and all of the expectations. And yeah, I I actually want you to try. (laughs) Go ahead and try writing down on your list of things to do, like agonize over the drama and laugh about it because you're going to see that on your list and you'll be able to then look at it and go like, yeah, no, I'm saying no deliberately to that one. I'm never going to do that. Or if I notice that I am, I can just check it off my list and be like, yep, I've already done that today. So now I'm moving on. (laughs) It might actually make a huge difference in your life. Have a wonderful week and I will see you next time. It's been a pleasure as always. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love and I'll see you next time.